This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Nally. Our guest this week is Adam Putnam, CEO of Ducks Unlimited. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. Crop insurance, the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with Florida's Adam Putnam next. Today's Open Mic segment is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net, providing individualized protection on more than 445 million acres of farmland Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. As a fifth-generation Floridian, former state agriculture commissioner, and 10-year member of Congress, Adam Putnam has a rich history of environmental stewardship and standing up for his state's farming community. Now as CEO of Ducks Unlimited, Putnam's passion for protecting natural resources and partnering with farmers is matched with an organization with a rich environmental track record. 85 years has taught us an awful lot about conservation and growing our partnerships with the working lands community, with farmers and ranchers, with tribes and, and public agencies. We have evolved a lot over 85 years. So, uh, originally, Ducks Unlimited only invested in the nesting grounds in Canada, uh, the Canadian prairies. Uh, beginning in the mid-80s, uh, we were investing on the U.S. and Canadian prairies, and today uh, we recognize uh, the need to be a part of the conservation solution up and down the migratory flyway all the way from the boreal forest of Canada uh, to the wintering grounds of the Yucatan in Mexico. Uh, we are focused on uh, broadening our sustainability partnerships in a, in a, in a world where Public companies and uh, consumers are evaluating ESG metrics. Uh, there is none better to deliver on wetlands and grasslands conservation than Ducks Unlimited. And so telling that story to our corporate partners in the agriculture supply chain, in the energy supply chain, are, uh, and, in, and in financial services and even technology. But our, our primary partners continue to be uh, in ag and in the energy spaces. And so that's the next iteration of, of Ducks Unlimited. We're still passionate conservation-minded waterfowlers, but we recognize that while for the first 65 years of our 85, uh, we really only measured success by the number of, uh, of ducks that were out there, and now we recognize that our work has uh, tremendous benefits for flood mitigation, coastal resilience, uh, water quality and quantity, uh, and, and on native prairie grasslands and in the mangroves on carbon sequestration as well. What are the metrics now that you measure yourself and your sell back towards your corporate partners and towards your membership? Has that changed, and do you anticipate continued change with regard to the shifting of climate? Well, you have to be nimble and you have to be adaptive in this environment. Our mission has not changed. Our mission is still focused 
on being uh, the leading wetlands and, and waterfowl conservation organization on the planet. But we are certainly measuring things today that we were not measuring in the 1940s. You know, we are, in, in addition to measuring nesting pairs of, of waterfowl, we are also measuring the amount of carbon that we can sequester, the, uh, the tons of, of nutrients that we can assist in removing with fully functioning wetlands working as part of natural infrastructure. We are able to help companies measure their water footprint or their carbon footprint and assist them uh, with solutions and an 85-year track record of success. Uh, we have conserved over 15 million acres of wetlands across North America. And on top of that, we're knocking on the door of, of crossing an unprecedented threshold of protecting and conserving 1 billion acres of the boreal forest with indigenous partners in Canada. And so, you know, we, we offer our partners, whether they're farm and ranch families on the landscape or a corporate partner, a common sense, science-based solution that uh, is culturally in line with their own values and a proven track record of success. Agriculture has been working to make sure that it had a seat at the table when we were talking about climate change and, and sustainability and sustainable uh, agriculture and, and other practices where uh, we're reducing greenhouse gases or sequestering carbon. Where does the sustainability debate fall with Ducks Unlimited, and is there particular policy that you're interested in right now, even including uh, a new 23 Farm Bill? Well, like our farm and ranch partners, we also seek a seat at the table, and we have claimed a seat at the table. I think that uh, you know one of my personal objectives uh, at DU, having come from a citrus and cattle ranching background and an agricultural policy background is to make sure that uh, that we are shoulder to shoulder with our farm and ranch partners on devising conservation policies, sustainability part, uh, uh, policies, uh, working together uh, on things like the uh, Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance and the various other coalitions because we need each other. Uh, to be able to accomplish many of the things that society is is placing on our backs, and so um, we are we we are shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, with working family and corporate farm uh, partners to tackle this question of sustainability and make sure that the definition of sustainability ultimately includes profitability and and that the uh, that the desires of of shareholders or regulators are actually achievable uh rooted in science and don't negatively impact uh the US's ability to feed the world because that food security is paramount and nations that have profitable private property rights uh oriented frameworks also are the best for conservation and so we view this as uh, if farmers aren't profitable, they don't have the ability to focus on things that are important to Ducks Unlimited. And if uh, 
uh, and and they need a conservation partner who is culturally in line with them to accomplish what their supply chain partners are increasingly demanding of them. Well, it's really obvious that it hadn't been for fins and feathers over the past couple of farm bills, it probably wouldn't have crossed the goal line. So as we come to this debate today, I see maybe perhaps a battle line drawn, especially if there's no additional funds in a farm bill, for a Congress and for a general public that wants to see sustainable intensification, but farm groups that are still suggesting you can't leave out and do no harm to our risk management tools, that are suggesting they're willing to participate in voluntary programs. Uh, so a carrot is great, but they're not crazy about being beat with a stick. Well, who is? You know, I mean, we believe that voluntary incentive-based approaches are the only way uh, to proceed. They're 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 more than just the best way. They're the only way. And fin and feather groups, fur groups, the conservate the, the sportsman community, and 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 I think that that's important to differentiate from the environmental community, the sportsman community, uh, culturally are partners with farmers and ranchers. Farmers and ranchers tend to be participants, members, supporters of that sportsman community. And that's where you have the coalition for success, uh, to, to find the votes, to build the broad base of support, to pass a farm bill that not only feeds a planet that's rapidly approaching 10 billion mouths, but also does it in a way that positions our our country uh, to be good stewards of the land for generations to come, and we we share that passion and that connection to the lands and waters of our country with farmers and ranchers who walk that land and ride their land with their children and their grandchildren, their nieces and their nephews, and they think about not the next quarterly earnings, but how they're leaving something for generations to come. That that's the the dynamic that's not only good for passing the next farm bill, but that's the right dynamic that's good for the future of America. If you don't mind, let's dive a little bit deeper into the conservation title. Are there particular programs that stand out for DU that you strongly support uh, or that you would encourage attention in this round of farm policy, as clearly there's going to be more attention given to conservation as it relates to climate? Well, ASEP's important to us. The RCPP, the Regional Conservation Partnership Program, has been huge for us, particularly when it comes to rice. Uh, EQIP, uh, we believe, is a valuable tool for producers uh, to make improvements uh, on their on their farms and ranches. Uh, the livestock community is a is a tremendous partner for us. Ducks and cattle go very well together, especially on the on the prairies where the vast majority of uh, of waterfowl are born. Uh, we certainly uh, continue to monitor and work closely uh, with our our partners uh, in the poultry industry as we are monitoring uh, highly pathogenic avian influenza and make sure that uh, the decisions that are being made are, are rooted in science, that there's good coordination between uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife and USDA. Uh, no one wants to see um, the, the, the loss of domestic poultry uh, in mass when you have an outbreak and the uh, inflationary put pressures that that puts on uh, the American grocery shopper uh, when that gets to scale. So, um, those are the types of, 
of programs that, that we're paying very close attention to, those voluntary conservation programs, making sure that they're fully funded, making sure that there's capacity at USDA to administer those, and where there's not, using uh, groups like us uh, on a contract basis to administer some of those programs to help farmers uh, be able to draw down the dollars that are funded, uh, but that they may not have the time, the inclination, or the ability to navigate the uh, the paperwork that's expected of them. Uh, those are all programs that uh, we have a, a strong, long history of success working with our agricultural partners to help them help their operation and uh, and improve the conservation benefits on the landscape. Do you think the sportsman and agriculture can make the case for additional funds, either from corporate America that wants to have a better face, uh, uh, put on a better face in front of the consumer as to their works, or to Congress to, to justify uh, additional dollars in a tight budget cycle uh, for those areas that would allow not only the production of food, but the, to, to sustainably produce it uh, and in protecting the environment. I think there's a very strong case to be made, not only with Congress, but also with those corporate partners. In the case of Congress, uh, we certainly uh, have uh, a strong, popular, demonstrable track record of success that's good for rural America, good for food production, and, and good for sustainability. Uh, there are uh, corporate partners out there who have been early adapters. They've been leaders in this. Nestle Purina uh, with the rice uh, industry and Ducks Unlimited are another great example where they've put their money where their mouth is and been very successful. We've also seen partners and partnerships with McDonald's and Cargill, uh, Microsoft, uh, and others uh, who are who are uh, seeking to hit their their metrics uh, in the food industry. We're also seeing uh, partnerships with Pepsi, Frito Lay, and and Coca Cola to help uh, offset their uh, water uses. So there there are those corporate sustainability models out there that that uh, are ripe for uh, scaling up uh, and and spreading up and down uh, the supply chain. I don't want to take Ducks Unlimited out into the weeds very deep, but, but obviously protecting crops is big for farmers and, and, and some want to use the debate over sustainability to actually take away some tools that farmers need. Commercial fertilizers and herbicides and insecticides, even genetic enhancement of crops to be able to not only still produce, but also to protect the environment. Is this an area that, that Ducks Unlimited drifts into? Well, we're a science-based organization, and, and so is American agriculture. We don't want to see regulations that are promulgated, that are reactionary, uh, that are populist, and, and not rooted in sound science. We certainly understand that for farmers and ranchers to be successful, they have to have inputs. And uh, and like the industry, uh, we believe uh, in, in in using the right rates at the right amount of time and and and, and following all of the labeling uh, guidelines for that, so that we can feed the world uh, and do it in in a sustainable way. We also believe Ducks Unlimited can be a partner in helping to further mitigate um, uh, those effects, or I should say, to enhance the uh, sustainability benefits 
um, of those operations using highly functioning uh, wetlands uh, that are not on highly productive agricultural lands anyway that help to be buffers uh, for nutrient removal that are uh, hugely important for biodiversity and wildlife uh, and that impact uh, humans as well. Uh, we think that we are we, we see an opportunity, uh, for example, to to partner uh, with uh, municipalities, and we're doing it up and down the Mississippi River uh, to be a natural infrastructure partner for wastewater uh, treatment. Uh, fully functioning wetlands uh, are are not antithetical to uh, production agriculture. They they're in harmony uh, when done right, and so. Um, we see this as a as a way to to help farmers navigate the cross pressures that are put on them from some people who would be uh, anti science or anti input or or anti production agriculture. But you can't turn back time and become uh, old McDonald's farm and still feed 10 billion people with one percent of the workforce who's interested in being full time farmers. It just won't work. And if you really take a, um, a close look at the sustainability or the lack of sustainability of an old McDonald's farm type mindset, it's uh, it's not something that ultimately is good for land, wildlife, or water. Let's shift to regulation for just a moment. Two previous administrations struggled with the definition for what land would fall under a water law. And now this administration's EPA is working on another definition for what should be covered by the Clean Water Act and navigable waters. Does this fall on Ducks Unlimited's uh, agenda? It's something we pay very close attention to uh, because of our work in wetlands. But there's no question that, that we share farmers and ranchers' frustration that there is no consistent definition. It has varied from state to state. It has varied from presidential administration to presidential administration. And we don't think that you ought to have to have an attorney and an engineer on staff at every farm to understand uh, where those lines of federal jurisdiction are and are not. We believe that there ought to be a, a simple, clear and consistent definition that will that will stick for more than two years at a time or or, or until the next judge gets it in front of them uh, and so while we certainly believe in um, the importance of of wetlands uh, particularly prairie pothole wetlands uh, we also believe that there needs to be some consistency to this definition and and uh, and and some clarity, and we haven't had that for many many years. Can you see a shift in climate, and is it affecting the flyway of birds uh, and bird population? Well, we're certainly seeing an impact of of climate on waterfowl. You're seeing it influence where they move and when they move based on the distribution of of water based on uh, when water freezes over. Uh, we're seeing it impact the types of crops that are being produced and where they're being produced in terms of leaving grain in the field uh, as food for those waterfowl. So, yes, when you have open water in the Great Lakes 
in late December, you're not seeing ducks in Louisiana and Arkansas, and that makes my Louisiana and Arkansas guys pretty frustrated. <laughs> but when when it's Christmas and it's 70 degrees uh, as far north as St. Louis, why in the world does a duck want to burn the calories to go all the way to Louisiana uh, if they've got food and open water? And so, uh, simply put, we are seeing these shifting conditions impact the timing and movement of, uh, of waterfowl year in and year out. So we mentioned that sportsmen played a role in the past couple of farm bills and seeing it across the goal line. As we begin work on the 23 bill, do you expect new coalitions, new groups, those that would enter the debate about farm policy and the pot of money that goes between uh, farmers uh, and, and the soil that they till? Well, I think there's always um, modest shifts in the coalitions, but fundamentally, uh, long-time partners of of the commodity groups uh, working together are going to be the ones who uh, who build the base of support in Congress to get the baseline funding necessary for an adequate farm bill, and then build the farm bill around that. Um, Ducks Unlimited is a longtime partner of 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 food and of farmers and ranchers, and uh, and so while new coalitions like the Food and Ag Climate Alliance have emerged, the members of that are largely the same with a few new faces, and so um, I anticipate that uh, that we will we we have we have learned the hard way over multiple farm bills. That we all have to stick together if if we're going to continue to be successful in passing uh, the type of farm bill that we need uh, for both food security and uh, consistency and, and and rural development as well as conservation and um, and so we're hosting commodity roundtables with our farming and ranching partners in Washington and around the country. We're supporting uh, the congressional leadership's uh, field hearings uh, around the country, and uh, and and making sure that um, audiences are, are turning out and being heard, uh, so that uh, when they get back to Washington, they know what the hunting and angling community and what America's farmers and ranchers together need uh, to put together uh, a, a modern, relevant, uh, and successful farm policy uh, for the next several years. Well, Adam Putnam, we want to thank you very much. An exhaustive career of serving agriculture and, and rural America, the wildlife and the sportsmen. Thanks for taking time uh, out of a busy schedule to be with us on this edition of Open Mic. Adam, it is Open Mic, and today, Ducks Unlimited has the last word. Well, I just want to say, having spent my life, not just my career, but my life uh, as a farmer and rancher and being a land-grant baby growing up in 4-H and getting my Ag Econ degree from a land-grant school, Go Gators, uh, the issues facing the future of hunting and angling are very similar to those facing the future of agriculture. We have so many overlapping issues of a society that doesn't fully understand how we operate, uh, a society largely removed from the land, uh, the opportunities and, and frankly, the the necessity of us working together as one, the hunter and angler community 
and the farm and ranch community to meet society's uh, increasing demands on us for sustainability, for conservation, and and recognizing that they don't fully understand how everything ends up in the grocery store, but they just assume that it will. Uh, th- that is the reason why this coalition makes so much sense, not just for the Farm Bill, but for the, all the issues that we face, uh, recognizing that um, we're three generations off the farm. And, uh, and people take a lot of things for granted that, that require a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears from rural America to make happen. Our thanks to former congressman and now CEO of Ducks Unlimited, Adam Putnam, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. Crop insurance, the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Nally.